Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode number 54 of Unmasked. I'm your host, Neil Getzlow. And this, this episode, this week marks the first episode of year two of the podcast. And that is that is a miracle in itself. I still can't believe that I've had the patience and the strength to do this for a year, week in, week out. But, but that's a credit to the strength that God has given me, uh, not my own strength. So I'm just so appreciative of everyone over the past year who's listened, who's come along on this journey with me. I appreciate all the, the faithful listeners out there. And if you are new here to this podcast, I encourage you to scroll through the podcast feed, whether you're listening on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you might be listening, scroll through the feed, catch up on the older episodes. And yes, we are in week three of doing the video side of the podcast as well. So if you're listening on your favorite podcast feed, uh, make sure you check it out on YouTube. I'll put a link down in the show notes where you can watch the video component of this. And um, hey, if you like it, like the video, subscribe, do all that stuff you're supposed to do to YouTube channels. I'd appreciate it. You can also check out neilgetzlow.com where you can learn more about my journey and check out my book, which also coincidentally enough is called Unmasked, Conquering Sexual Sin and Walking in Victory. And also before we get going here, I just want to thank all the many incredible guests that God has blessed me with over the past year. We've had a great lineup of interviews um, over the past 52 weeks, and we have some amazing guests coming up here uh, to start year two of Unmasked um, in the weeks ahead. So, hey, let's let's jump into uh, episode number 54, 54 here. And, um, you know, this week marks uh, the third anniversary uh, since uh, God took a two by four to the side of my head in the form of a prostitute who blackmailed me after I had visited her in a hotel room all on a business trip in Chicago, and then exposed my secret life to my wife, Amy. And that set off a wild chain of events over the past, over the six weeks following uh, that episode that um, ultimately led me to confess all my sins to Amy, confess my sins to God. And at that point, Jesus healed me, and he saved me, and our life has been uh, so different over the past three years. And so I think it's only appropriate that I bring back this week one of my favorite guests of all time ever on the show, and that's my wife, Amy. Um, and I'm going to share this quote, this uh, Bible verse before, before we get going. And it's um, from Ephesians 5.25, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And um, you know, I, I have thought about over the past week and, and look back at that time three years ago. And, um, you know, I I never would have guessed that this Bible verse that you're seeing on the screen or that you just heard me read, like how that has become the truth for me. Like I never would have thought that would have been the case, even after this incident happened uh, back on March 1st, 2020. I never th would have thought that things would have changed so much where we're now this verse is is everything for me and the relationship i have with amy is is everything to me and and of course it all starts with having the relationship with christ and both of us are just so blessed and excited 
um, to, to share this and have a chance to bring encouragement to other people. So um, through the magic of technology, welcome my wife, Amy. Hello, Amy. Hi. Thank you I'm for all the coming way upstairs. on. What's that? I'm all the way upstairs. You're not supposed to tell people that you're... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, so um, here we are. Yeah. Three, three years later since that fateful night um, back in 2020. What do you remember about that night when you got that message from that person in Chicago? I think I remember everything like it was yesterday. Well, like, what do you, well, tell me what do you, what, like, how do you, how does that make you feel? Like, what do you remember? And that if you think back to that moment in time, what do you think about? And I'll, I'll you know, from my vantage point, so it, it started with me like 15 minutes before you, because at 930 at night, um, that's when I, this is a Sunday night and I'm, I'm working in my office and my phone starts blowing up and it's this woman from Chicago texting me saying, Hey, you've got 15 minutes to send us more money or we're going to tell your wife. And like, I didn't believe him. Honestly, I thought, why would they, why would they call you? Like, cause if in 50, if they called you and, and like, well, then it's over. Like I would never give them any money. So I just was, I don't know what I was thinking. I thought they'd get bored and just move on to some other target because clearly this was not the first time they'd ever done anything like that. So that's that's what happened well, at 930. And then at 945, you come into the picture. Yeah. Well, I had been praying for God to like let me know. So I don't know. It just seems surreal in a way. Cause I was just sitting in bed and I hear my phone go off and I look over and it says, uh, is this Amy? And then like right after that, they said, your husband was seen with a prostitute or something. And I was like, what? And the next thing I know, the, they sent a picture right after that. And so, you know, I was just like, oh my gosh, uh, I know my adrenaline was going. And so, I don't know, I think it was just kind of all over the place because part of me was like, finally, like I got the answer, you know, that I was looking for, I guess. Not, not that I wanted it to be that, but it just confirmed what I was thinking. And so, yeah, I was just like, of course, my first thought was to like run downstairs and confront you about it. Well, you did. Well, yeah, because I was, you know, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on, obviously, downstairs, but I right. was like, I've got a picture, so you cannot tell me that, you know, this isn't happening. So, yeah, I was, I ran down there and I was like, are you cheating on me? And you're like, uh, I'm being blackmailed. <laughs> oh my. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I was like, you're cheating on me. And 
after that, I'm, I'm not really sure what happened. I just, I remember I had like some kind of relief in a way, but also I was confused because you were like, this is the first time I've never done this before. And I was thinking, there's no way. I mean, I've been thinking you've been doing something for years. You know, I hadn't really kept track, but I was like, for a very long time, I was like, something's been going on. And now finally, you know, I'm getting this message, but, uh, but I just think I had so much stuff going through my mind that, you know, I didn't have time to think everything through, you know, and of course I wanted to ask you like a million questions, but, uh, that, that would come over the next Six weeks and six months, probably. Uh, but hey, before we get to that point, like, yeah, I mean, I do that night. I, I mean, it is like that is just tattooed in my brain. Like, and you know me, I don't have the greatest memory when it comes to details necessarily, but I do remember this night. And um, well, I do. I mean, we were outside. I was like, you need to let me know now. Like, you know, I was asking you questions about it and I was like, is this the only time you've ever done this? I was like, cause you need to come clean now. I was like, cause if you lied to me now, I was like, I, there's just no way I could ever trust anything you're saying. And you're like, I promise this is the only time. I'll let and you know a little secret. I was lying. Well, not you, that. the audience, I'm talking <laughs> to the, not to you. I'm talking to the audience. I knew I was just like, well, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, this, this can't be right. I'm like, but I don't have any proof of anything else so far. Yeah. And, and then do, just your behavior yeah. from then on, just, you know, I was like, he's not sorry for this. And there was nothing different, you know. It's like you're going on as usual and and then I ask you to talk to Kurt and you did and I could tell that you know you're basically just doing it because I I told you to. Yeah, so, so Pastor so Kurt is is uh Pastor Kurt who we had on the show a few weeks ago with his wife Brooke and yeah I'm, I'm yeah I, I really was just kind of trying to check the boxes. Um, but I, I do strongly, you know, remember you charging downstairs, um, you know, to confront me and barging into my my room. And yeah, I was not sorry. I mean, was sorry for getting caught. Right. But I wasn't sorry for right for what I was doing at the time. And so I was doing everything that I could to just I, I was trying to say whatever I could to get the conversation to end. Cause that's just, yeah, but I was just, it just didn't make any sense to me. I was just like, well, I mean, if you're doing all this, you know, and I know I'd ask you here and there in the past, if you wanted to get a divorce and you're like, no, I don't want a divorce. And I was just like, but you're never, I'm thinking to myself, but you're never here. So it did make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you're right now that I, I, I think about it, right. We have, so this, we had this atomic bomb dropped in our laps and then 
of course, COVID happens right after that, um, or it's in the process of starting. So we're about ready to get locked down and have no. Have well, no I was to my, yeah, I took my vacation, not knowing that everything was going to get shut down. So I think I was off like a week before everything got shut down. Yeah, and, and I, uh, well, I remember this was around the Big Twelve basketball tournament. Mm -hmm. And then I went down there like nothing was like I do had done every year for the past, I don't know, seven or eight years and pretended like nothing was wrong. I still, even though there was a good chunk of the mask that was taken off that God, that's where the God had hit me in the head. There was still plenty on there. And I was not, I was not at, at that moment. I still wasn't ready to let go. Well, I thought it was funny too, because you were buying like, uh, antibacterial soap and Tylenol like you were worried about getting COVID but you were, you were going out to watch <laughs> basketball and stuff yeah I did some I was I still was blind at the uh -huh. time um so like what what did you think was gonna happen you know so you get this call and you confront me but you know i'm not obviously i'm not being you know completely honest as you you know could tell like what did in, in your mind what did you think was going to be the outcome of this did you did you ever think that there was going to be a way for for our marriage to get healed well i think you know just after finding out the first time i think I think in my mind, I think I was just so determined, like, I need to find out the rest of this because it doesn't make sense. So I wasn't really sure what the outcome was going to be. All I know is that I knew that you weren't, you were lying. So, and I needed to find out what else was going on, but I just, I didn't have any proof yet. So... I wasn't, I wasn't really, I guess, thinking about the outcome. I think I was just so focused on trying to find out like what was actually happening. Did, um, did you like, did you talk to anybody about this? I, I don't remember. Did you reach out to your, maybe your sister or a friend to talk about what was going on? The only person that I told was Kathy at work. I've talked to you about Kathy and she's a Christian and, um, you know, I told her about finding out about the prostitute thing and I told her to pray for you and to pray for our marriage and stuff. Um, but that was, that was pretty much it. You know, I was praying, well, I was praying for you to be saved. I asked her to pray for that for you. Um, but now I didn't tell I didn't tell any of my friends. I didn't tell anybody. Hmm. So, um, well, like how important was your relationship with God at that point? I mean, were you, were you questioning things? Did, did it strengthen your faith? Like how, how do you think that your relationship with God played into how you dealt with this situation? Because I got to imagine that a lot of people who were, in a similar situation 
might not have handled it as gracefully as you did. And you did like, I mean, I will say for the record, there were definitely moments of anger that you uh, expressed. Um, I remember like when we were still, this is before I had gotten saved, but we're still sort of going, you know, just, it was weird because we're almost like, it's like where we were in some ways, I, and I don't know if you felt we're going with this or not. For me, it was, I just, again, I was just burying it down inside. Like this happened. Okay. But Amy's still here. So we're just moving on. Like I know trying not to address it. Right. Just kind of kept on moving forward. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I remember there'd be a few times where you'd make some comments um, about that expressed your displeasure in the situation, rightfully so. Well, see, I felt like I really had to hold back a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't say all the things that were on my mind. Like what? Uh, I don't know. I, all I know is like, I wanted to say probably some very not nice things to you. Like, yeah. Um, well, I mean, sorry, I think I that, know. I mean, that is the, like, that is the, the key to, to this whole story, right? Is that it was your forgiveness that ultimately unlocked the opportunity for our marriage to get saved and and even more important than that it unlocked it gave me the ability to to get saved and to have jesus come into my life you know that was not if you hadn't shown that grace to me even though i did not deserve it and you had every right to to hate me and to be angry and all that stuff but yet you showed me the grace just how Christ would have wanted people to to do. Um, well, that's what I had to keep telling myself um, when I'd want to unleash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I, I mean, I think my relationship with God was good, but it was hard. Because basically, I think I just kept myself isolated because, you know, I didn't go and do the things with you anymore. And when I did, it was uncomfortable. So, uh, it it just sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I can't, I can only imagine. So... I just kept myself busy. Yeah. And like, and and people ask all the time, you know, why are you, why do you share this, this ugliness with, with other people? And, um, I don't think we have a choice, right? Because I think, Mm -hmm. I I, I think we, we need to to expose our scars to the world, but to show what God does how God heals. And um, it doesn't mean that there's these, there's no pain involved, obviously. Right. Like there's still hurt and there's still pain, 
and the scars, like if you, the scars aren't bloody anymore though. Like if you, um, you know, maybe you bump your scar on the table or something, it's going to hurt. Uh, and there's going to be pain, but it's, there's, it's not, it doesn't open back up again. And, uh, yeah. you know, and I just think that, um, you know, being able to share our story is important because it, I think it helps other people and, and you've, you know, and you've experienced it. I know that you've had, I know that you've had women reach out to you asking, you know, if they have having challenges in their marriages that, you know, that they're walking through. And that the same for me that I've had some men, you know, that have approached me with struggles that they're going through. And so, you know, I, I just, I, I feel blessed that we have an opportunity to use, right. It's what, you know, Genesis 50, 20, I think what, what the enemy meant for evil, God is, is taken and is using for good. And, you know, I, I it's, um, and it's been a good, it's been a good three years. Yeah. Do you, you agree? Yeah, it probably doesn't look like it on my face right now, but no, it doesn't. But it, is, but it, yeah. it, it looks like it this, your face. And I'm sorry for the people that are listening to the podcast on the audio format only. This is the face I'm looking at right now. Amy's face is the face I looked at for the first from March 2020 to about maybe June, oh, <laughs> July, <that's> nice. August. <laughs> <laughs> Your face was. I feel like you've aged me, though. Like, <laughs> isn't that well? Yeah, it's like the scene out of the Ten Commandments. Doesn't Moses go up to the mountain and then he comes down? This, <laughs> it's just like you now. You got this glow when you've been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Um. But what, like, what? advice would you have for other for other women who have <coughs> you know gone through who are facing similar you know challenges in in their relationships i would say really all you can do is pray about it and ask people to pray for you um because god does restore obviously so, and it, I mean, it seems like an impossible thing, but I mean, we're proof that it does happen. It's just draw, drawing close to God and, and prayer, prayer really works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, and, I, wanna... I mean, it doesn't seem like it sometimes, but. I mean, look how many years it took me. Well, yeah, I took you, you know, you know, you prayed for me to get saved for eight years. And that's a long time to not see any results. And I mean, not just to see no results, but to see maybe like, like it's going backwards. I'm not getting any closer to God. In fact, I'm probably going farther away. Well, yeah. God. For over those eight years, and I'm celebrating the sin that I'm living in more and more. And so, um, yeah. Well, so in my mind, too, I remember thinking, well, he probably doesn't. Like, you didn't seem to me like. I mean, obviously, I didn't know what you're doing. 
like I, you know, I had the idea in my mind that that was going on, but I had no proof. And so to me, you're just like a regular guy. Um, you didn't really do anything that a non-believer would probably think of something bad enough that you'd go to hell for. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I didn't believe in hell necessarily. I didn't believe in heaven. I didn't. Well, I know, but I, I'm just saying like, if, you know, thinking sin wise, like you, you hadn't done anything in your mind that, that was that bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I didn't. So, I mean, it's like, you know, and it, yeah, it was, it's, it, I truly was thinking like, it seems like a stereotype, but you, you know, but it's true. You think I, you know, it, I wasn't hurting anyone. This is my way of, this is my medication. This is my way of, you know, not being anxious and all that stuff. You know, I, th I thought it was like, Hey, everybody has something. I don't drink. I like, I don't drink. Well, <laughs> I don't drink a lot, although I, I did, um, you know, I don't have any, I don't have, you know, so many vices that, um, you know, that, that couldn't be overcome. Well, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. It was like, it just seemed like you're doing what everybody else does. You know, you go to work, you pay your bills, you take care of your kids and yeah, you go out with your friends and you have a good time. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I was just like, obviously not knowing what else was going on in the background, but uh, I still, to me, it, it, I have a hard time like understanding how you could think cheating wasn't really cheating. <laughs> I don't or how, know. How, how you got that in your mind. Well, that's to me, like, I understand justifying sin, like everybody does that, but I, I still I, can't like wrap my head around how you believe that what you were doing wasn't wrong. Well, I, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll give you an example. And this is, can't believe I'm going to share this, but this is a, literally a thought that crossed my mind way back in mid nineties uh, with Bill Clinton, because I said, Hey, if the president of the United States can do these things and get away with it, like then it must be okay. I know that seems so silly, but I, I literally had that thought, like, this is okay. Like he's, here's the, this is before the presidency, you know, for you youngsters out there before the presidency is turned into well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say any more there, but yeah. when when people respected the office of the president a little bit more than they they have over the past you know six or seven years. Mm -hmm. Um and again, yeah, I, I really thought he was setting the moral compass for me. But if what you thought wasn't wrong, why did you hide it? If you thought it was fine, why well, did you go through all the trouble of hiding it? Because even the, deep down, right, those the the moral laws 
that God gives us, they are written on our heart. We know them. We just uh -huh. don't want to, we just don't want to admit that we know them. So even though I could justify it in my mind, I, there was still, even though I wasn't a believer in anything, there was still a guilt associated with it because those, those codes are still written inside of you, whether you want to acknowledge them or not. And it's still, it is God's way of trying, you know, sort of hitting that switch in you that says, you sure about this? Um, now, of course, I just chose to ignore it all the time and think it was just my inner voice, not maybe any sort of, you know, voice from a creator above. But as I've learned, I, I you know, yeah, I mean, that's how I justified it. And that's how I, why I, I mean, it, why I wouldn't come out and just tell you because I knew deep down what I was doing was wrong. Yeah. Now, whose who show is this? Who's interviewing who here? <laughs> uh, yeah. How long, how long would you say it took for you to, uh, to begin to trust me again? Yeah. I, I, mean, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I think it helped that we're stuck together. Couldn't go anywhere else. Yeah. And I could see the changes in you. Um, and then, you know, you told your family and your friends. I mean, it was obviously, it was kind of a gradual thing. You know? Sure. It's like. <coughs> but I also was like, I don't want to be naive and, you know, just fully trust him. Because, I mean, he's like. Well, been a I mean, completely different yeah. person for all of these years and hit it. Like, even though I had a feeling, you know, I just, uh, I didn't want to be gullible or anything, yeah. but I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if we weren't forced in the same place, you know, where we couldn't go anywhere if I would have been able to get trust back, you know what I mean? I, yeah, no, I, I mean, and you, we would talk about this, you know, a lot down the road, but that is the question, right? If, if we weren't, if there wasn't COVID and we weren't locked down together, would I still be in the same, you know, in the same place? If I was, if I was able to go out to the bars and, and still meet up with the, my friends and, if there were still sports on TV to distract me and to, you know, to, to take me to, to continue to take my interest away from God, if all that still was in play, I, I, hard to say, but I feel like if things would look a lot different. Well, yeah. And I just, I didn't want to be like paranoid and like, just like worried about, where you were at and what you were doing. I was well, like, I, I don't want to live that way. 
yeah, and there were um, like, and I had I had to do I had to work at building the trust back. You know, it was not handed to me easily at all. Uh, you know those I, those days of you going through my phone um, immediately after all this went down were so. Uh, it was so un uncomfortable for me because I had protected, <clears throat> I had protected this thing for so long. You know, I didn't want anybody to come near this. Mm -hmm. um, I felt like I made things super easy for you. <laughs> you what do you mean? What? I don't know. I just feel like. Like I said, if I wasn't saved or something, I would have totally handled it differently. Well, you you would have. So I feel like I, I don't know. I, I feel like I was pretty restrained in how I would have typically reacted. Well, you, yeah, you were, but that didn't, you know, and that's what I, you know, and that's what I say about forgiveness. Like the mm -hmm. forgiveness was was needed because without yeah. that forgiveness, you know, the bitterness would have tore us apart. But that forgiveness didn't take away any of the accountability or responsibility that I had to take and own up to for everything that I had done. Mm -hmm. And so, and yeah, I mean. But I, remember we went and met up with Bucky and... I swear, like, you kept looking over in the direction of this other person. Because <laughs> there wasn't anything else to look at. No. And, well, you know, but, which which made me mad because I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to, this isn't the way I want to. I don't want to think about this stuff, you know? I don't want to be, a, you know, always wondering, what are you looking at? Right. Uh, and and well, seem paranoid. Right. But, well, but that, you, I mean, were, you didn't handle it very well, whatever. <laughs> well, was, was that, I was, was this after I was saved? I think so. Well, yeah. I mean, there are like, there are times. I don't I, even think you, I don't think we had any drinks when we went there. No, no, we didn't. I, yeah, I think you were then. Well, I, uh, yeah, I mean, it was hard. It was hard not to be defensive at times. I mean, it's, it's not like, like you don't get, I mean, it's not like you. I mean, you definitely start changing pretty quickly once you're saved, but it's not like you become, no. you never become perfect. And it, you know, it's not like everything completely changes overnight. But no, and I, I had to, I had to learn how to be patient, like all the fruits of the, of your salvation, like all that stuff, the joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I'm missing one there. But like all those things. Control. No, I'm missing. I'm in my list. <laughs> uh, those goodness, I think goodness, gentleness. Anyways, um, 
yeah, I, I mean, I had to sort of learn how to be a little less, to, to be not to be defensive by all the questions that you had asked about what I was doing and by spending a considerable amount of time on my phone. Now, look, the great thing is I didn't have anything to hide on there. There was no new information from April 2020 beyond, but there was definitely old stories that were hidden in, the, in that phone you know, things that I tried to erase, not to hide anything, but just to try to keep the pain from resurfacing. And yeah. you, you had a good way of finding all those. Um, so eventually we got through them all. And then, uh -huh. you know, you know, now, you know, now you, I leave my phone and, and honestly, I will say I purposely leave it in your presence without me around because I want, you know, I want you to know, like this, you can continue to look as much as you want. There's, you know, mm -hmm. there's nothing that you're going to find. Yeah. So hopefully. That I would say that was probably one of the things, like, you know, with situations like that, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, how dare you get mad or de defensive or whatever that I yeah. want to look at your phone or or that I'm maybe questioning that you're checking somebody out. I mean, literally, I just found out about all this, you know. Um, but I didn't say everything that was on my mind, so. <laughs> right. Because I knew that wouldn't be a good thing to do. Right. So. Well, um, yeah. That's, uh, I mean, we can keep going on and on. And I know if you want to hear more of our, of our journey, I know back in episodes one through four of Unmasked, we, we really, we, we take deeper dives into the entire story and, and how we were able to rebuild our marriage. But I wanted to, I wanted to bring Amy back on. We're three years into this and we are still going strong. Like, uh, our marriage is stronger now than it was yesterday and it was stronger every day it just continues to get stronger yeah and the reason is is because we are we are trusting god we are following god's will and and he he is just um he, he's just I, I don't know how else to, I, I don't know how, what else to say but you know he's given me a new heart with new desires a new way to live a new way to love and it's you know it's changed everything and i would just like if you are you know if if you're a, a husband out there who is struggling with pornography and, and sexual sin uh i just you know I just think about what it's doing to your significant other to your to your wife and how it's it's taking it's just taking you away from God and it's taking you away from, from loving your wife as, as fully as you are able to do. And it's, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like we're rambling now, but, uh, I just want, you know, again, I, I want us to be, I want to share this journey with, with all of you because I want to, I want to bring hope and encouragement and that hope and encouragement that is only found through, through what Christ can do. And um, yeah, uh, Amy, what, 
Any other last words of encouragement for the world before um, we wrap up? Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm not a wise person. You're not a wise person. What are you talking about? Uh, um, I would just, you know, say draw close to, to God and I mean, it, make him the center of your life and I mean, that's, that's the only way to stay in, on the right path. Like, I mean, that's really all I can say, you know, even if you feel like God isn't hearing you, he, he does. And it's, you know, it's not happening when you want it to, God knows like the perfect time for things to happen. So, you know, you just have to be patient. It's going to happen when God says it's going to happen. And that might be a while. <laughs> yeah, it could be. And I will also say, get, your, get yourself a, a, a good box of relationship building cards. And yeah, then just, yeah. just, we're coming in the spring. The weather's going to be nice. Go out to your back deck and start asking your wife, questions to to learn again why you fell in love with her to begin with and wives do the same things with your husband ask each other questions because that's what we spent that whole spring of of 2020 out on our back deck asking these questions and and rebuilding the trust and rebuilding our relationship and and uh, it was awesome and mm -hmm. um, and so yeah so amy thank you for coming on this week i know this is not your favorite topic to talk about but it's it, it's, well, it's encouraging I mean, to others. Yeah, I don't mind talking about it. You know, it's just it's not always easy to talk about. I guess. Yeah, well, of course, rightfully so. And you know, I will say this. I know before I said we were going to wrap up. Just one more thing. Like it does for me. Sometimes when I'm retelling this journey it it just feels some some parts feel very real like this part around march 1st feels very real and the part 6 weeks later about getting saved feels very real the stuff in between feels doesn't just doesn't feel like me like it just the stories it's more about the old Neil than it is about the new Neil. And, um, well, you mean it doesn't feel real that the way you used to be. Is that what you mean? Yeah. It just feels like it's, I, it's so foreign to me now, you know? Yeah. I, just, I mean, yeah. You know, I you think know. about my old life too. And yeah, it, it's just weird. I mean, it's weird how you change and you're uncomfortable with the things that you never even thought anything about like you wouldn't uh i mean you might think well maybe i shouldn't be doing this but now i'd be like i can't believe i did that yeah or yeah it's just uh, god really does change you he changes does. your thinking and 
in your and, heart and stuff. And forgives and he heals and he rebuilds marriages and you know you don't have to look any further than than what he's done in our marriage. So Amy, thank you for coming on. I'm gonna say goodbye to you and send you back to the backstage area while I wrap up. So farewell. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Hey, look, thanks again to Amy for coming on this week. And this, like the emotions are still real at times. And it is still like the, the journey, it's still, you know, to, to, to look back at what we did, the journey, it's still hard, right? But every day the steps becomes just a little bit easier and our, our marriage gets stronger um, bit by bit. And so um, hopefully this conversation brought you some encouragement Hopefully we didn't ramble too much for you, um, but we just wanted to kind of celebrate this three-year anniversary of the first two by four coming in um, and share it with all of you. So, um, hey, look, uh, again, we've got some uh, great guests coming up in the future. Next week, uh, we're going to talk to Kyla Lanier. Kyla is the founder of Truckers Against Trafficking, and uh, she's going to talk about the important work that she's doing, that they're, they're, this organization is doing to help train thousands of truckers as a front line of defense uh, against human sex trafficking. So it's a, it's a great interview. Uh, we've got a few more guests lined up in March around this human trafficking issue. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about pornography addiction. So, hey, we've got some important conversations coming up in the month, month of March for Unmasked. So, hey, with that, I just want to say thank you again for coming on this journey with us. We, we truly, we truly appreciate it. And look, just remember, Jesus didn't come to hang out with the saints and the righteous of the world. He came to hang out with the sick and the sinners, just like you and just like me, not to revel in our sin, but to call us out of it. Have a great week, everybody.